are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday day after the Pelicans win 135-115, a 20-point win over the Los Angeles Clippers, one of the more fun games of the year. We're going to break this one down for you. We're going to also look at the Cavaliers win as well. Tie it all in to that really disappointing loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then let's touch on Jackson Hayes because, man, that dude had a night murdering Reggie Jackson. And then I want to talk a little bit about Brandon Ingram because I've seen a couple of things. I've asked, uh, had a couple of people ask me about this. There's some misconceptions about what's going on with him and Zion Williamson together. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So a game like last night is why this team is so maddening, right? Just what what a high of a win. 135-115 over the Los Angeles Clippers. The Pelicans just pounded the ball inside. The points in the paint, 72 for New Orleans, 40 for the Clippers. They were they were awesome in this one. They almost turned the ball over 20 times, 18 times total, and they still won by 20. That's how on they were in this one. On the night, they shot 65.4%, and at one point in the fourth quarter, they were shooting 70% for the game. Zion, 13 of 16 for 27 points. That's nuts, along with five assists. Brandon Ingram, 7 of 12, and 23 points on 12 shooting possessions. Alongside four rebounds and five assists. And let's not forget about Lonzo Ball, seven of 10, five of eight from deep, eight rebounds, five assists for him. All three of those guys combined for 15 total assists. That's awesome. 20 points for him. His team was on. You had contributions from Kyra Lewis Jr. off the bench with 13 points. Jackson Hayes had probably the best game of his career. 17 points. He was 6 of 6 from the field, 5 of 5 from the line, and one dunk that killed, murdered, sent him into retirement, Reggie Jackson. This was an awesome night. This comes after they completely smoked a Cleveland Cavaliers team that they should have completely smoked. And this comes on the heels of them getting blown out at home by the Minnesota Timberwolves, the worst team in the league that didn't have D'Angelo Russell playing in this one. It's weird, right? Like I've seen a lot of people when that um, Timberwolves game happened be like, you guys need to adjust your expectations. What the hell do you expect from this team? Look, when you go out and you blow the Clippers out by 20, expectations don't need to be that low. And this type of game is what makes those Minnesota Timberwolves losses so damn maddening and frustrating. A game where they didn't come out and try, right? They came out and tried on the second night of a back-to-back against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you kind of could have guessed that was going to happen. That they were going to come out and completely smoke them to send a message that we're not as bad as you guys think. And then you come out and you beat a really good team. For the Clippers, you know, they lost Serge Ibaka in this one. And he only played eight minutes in the game, but they still had Kawhi Leonard. They still had Paul George, and they kind of frustrated those guys for the most part. Kawhi was good, but Paul George had an off night. He was one of eight from three because of really good defense, actually, a bunch of the time. So these games are why people are frustrated when the Pelicans lose to horrifically bad teams. You should be better than that. And all those guys said it after the game. You know, these type of losses happen. But it was the way that that loss happened, right? You know that they could just try and win. And I explained it on there that, you know, it's it's 
one of those things. If you try, good things happen. If you don't, bad things happen. And someone was like, well, that's bad analysis. It, not when it's true. The, the the Pelicans need to see to understand that. And over these past two games, they have. So they should give you a glimpse of their potential in this game where they are a playoff team that people thought they were going to be to start the year. But then when you just completely fall flat on, flat on your face and they've done that a bunch, well, there you go. This also comes on the heels after, you know, a bunch of these guys got the COVID vaccine. You saw it from Sindarius Thornwell. You also saw it from Nicolo Melli. And then Jackson Hayes also confirmed after the game that he had just received the COVID vaccine. And I haven't gotten it yet, but I know a bunch of people that do. And Alex Harari, if you're listening, you got the second dose and you said you were unbelievably hungover. It felt like you were unbelievably hungover. Well, Jackson Hayes, after he got a dose, I'm assuming the first dose of everything, went out and put up 17 points on perfect shooting on the night and killed Reggie Jackson. This is how good these guys can be. On something that would set a normal human down, these guys go out and just ball out. And they did. This game was so much fun to watch. That tech, like normally you would kind of hate something like that, that he got after posterizing Reggie Jackson, where he took a step towards him, started like smacking his head and like John Adam and immediately got teched up. And you knew immediately he was going to get a T for that. Like the second he started to walk towards him after that dunk, he was going to get teed up for it. And he did. And it was great. And we all loved it. And it fired up the team. The team, if you looked at their bench during this game, really, really enjoying themselves. The only downside to this was Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a scary kind of ankle roll. He only finished with six minutes on the night, had to be helped off the court, go to the locker room immediately, and eventually came back when it was listed as questionable. But this type of game, man, when things are clicking, Brandon Ingram was clicking in this one. I'm going to get into his game in the third segment because I want to to spend a little bit of time talking about him and what he's done this season and why it's actually more impressive than you realize. Zion was 13 of 16. What more needs to be said about the dude? The passing was beautiful in this one. That bounce pass to Eric Bledsoe for an easy lay-in, and then Eric Bledsoe got the end one on that. Oh, my God. He had the lob to Jackson Hayes from him to Hayes, the big-to-big connection. Beautiful. He was great in this one. You can't ask for much more than that. It's wild to think that he still hasn't scored 40 points in a game, but when you put up 27 points on 16 freaking shots... It's fantastic. He didn't even go to the line a bunch in this one. He only went twice, two free throws. He was that good that you could put up that efficient of a line without going to the the charity stripe. That's kind of wild. Just an awesome performance. This team gives you glimpses of what they're capable of doing. And my God, it's like scorched earth on a lot of people. And so it's so frustrating when they don't just show up. Maybe those losses happen throughout the year, but still, it doesn't mean it's not disappointing. They were disappointing on Thursday. They backed it up on Friday and, and, and tonight or Sunday night and looked really good. So we're feeling better about them, but still, probably don't need to overreact to this win because of it. But my God, when this team is clicking and playing good defense like they did in this one. It's a sight to behold and just shows you, and it's why those losses are so disappointing because you know when you watch this game what this team is capable of. So we'll get to Jackson Hayes here in a minute, but before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there was just a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep or focus or act or just overall be better? Well, there is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. 
Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of a guided meditation in an easy-to-use app. And Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help make you feel better. Are you overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Are you having trouble falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning medication meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Sometimes it's like your ninth Zoom call of the day. You're overwhelmed. You're tired. You're just exhausted. And you still got to keep going and send follow-up emails. You know what? It's a great time just to pop on a three-minute meditation to calm down, center yourself, and just be able to get what you need done. And Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so head to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. Today's edition of Locked on Pelicans also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's free money right there, just like betting Pelicans overs. My God, they are the most lock of like the century with everything. Also, Pelicans plus six against the Clippers looked pretty good last night. So head to Bet Online, use promo code locked on betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So I've got a promo I'm supposed to run here, but we're going to say screw that because there's bigger news here in New Orleans, and that's the fact that Drew Brees retired yesterday. If you walked out of the Smoothie King Center, you saw the thank you, Drew, number nine um, like graphic they had on the Superdome, and it looked really, really cool. This is obviously 15 years to the day after they signed him in the first place, and he changed the face of the franchise. The impact that Drew Brees has had on the Saints and the city of New Orleans sports everything is not something that really can be overstated. If you want to know a little bit more about this, get your thoughts on it and kind of just what, what do you make of everything, right? Like there's a lot to kind of unpack here. There's no one better than Ross Jackson, host of the Locked on Saints podcast. He's here Monday through Friday, just like we are breaking down everything you want to know about the Saints. He's my go-to guy. And once you listen to a show, just give it, give it 10 minutes of your time. If there was ever a time to listen to Locked on Saints right now is the time, Right. He's going to make you a listener for life. The dude is that good. When I look at all of our Locked On Podcast Network hosts, I know most of them. I've interacted with a lot of them, and I've listened to basically everyone. It's not There's no one better than Ross Jackson. He's better than I am. I will be the first person to say that. And this is as important of a show as you could possibly listen to. So check out Locked On Saints wherever you get your podcasts. So Jackson Hayes had himself a game last night. You, you could argue that as impressive as Zion and B.I. and Lonzo Ball were, he probably he might have been the best player like out there on the court at times. 17 points on 6 of 6 shooting, perfect 5 of 5 from the free throw line, 3 re- rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block. That block, by the way, on Paul George. He, he was good. And you know what? 
he, he's kind of been good for a little bit. Look, I was as hard on him as possible to start the year, and he he wasn't good, but he went to the bench. He's clearly worked really hard to become a better basketball player, and you're seeing it out there on the court. Over the past four games, he's averaging 10 points per game on 5.3 attempts per, and he's shooting 86% from the field over these past four, while also averaging four rebounds in a block and a half. He's been good. There's a reason you're seeing him get minutes over Willie, or sorry, Billy Hernan Gomez, because you know what? He should be playing over him. He's giving you verticality on offense and vertical spacing on offense and being a lob threat. And you saw it with Zion tossing a lob to him, which was pretty awesome to see that big to big connection. And then he's giving you defense. He's giving you rim protection with the blocks and deterring shots at the rim, altering shots at the rim. But you've also seen him defend out on the perimeter. And he, he did that in this game really impressively. It's like this is one of those situations where you're thrilled, right? Went to the bench, weren't playing good, really, really worked hard, got your chance again and made the most of that chance. And now he's back in the rotation and he deserves to be. And I wouldn't want to take him out of it right now. He brings some energy to the team. And he said this even going into last night's game. I just want to bring energy to the court. When this team needs it. And there's times when this team needs that shot in the arm that Jackson Hayes received because he's a wonderful person who got the vaccine. And so he brings that out there on the court and they need it. And he adds so much when he's doing that. If he's playing adequate enough defense, he'd be good. But he's playing above average defense right now. And those numbers don't lie. He is an important part of what's going right for New Orleans, particularly in this game against the Los Angeles Clippers. They really needed someone like him off the bench, and he brought it. He was awesome. And if he keeps playing like this, you know, he he will eventually justify why he was drafted eighth. At one point, this was looking like a bust of a pick to some degree, right? But you remember how raw of a prospect he is. He's been playing organized basketball for four or five years, if that. And now he's out there playing significant NBA minutes and making an impact on a win over the Los Angeles Clippers. When he's in year 10 of his career, he's only going to be 28 years old. This guy still has a long, long way to go till he is as good as he could possibly be or living up to his potential. And you see flashes of it in this. This is a guy that looks like you could pair him next to Zion Williamson, right? You saw that in this game. This Jackson Hayes, like overall, this whole game is probably like making David Griffin being like, yeah, damn right. I drafted that guy. And this is kind of what my vision was. And you saw it. That was a big, even if he's a non-shooter, that looks like you can pair next to Zion Williamson. And it worked. He was awesome in this one. You can't speak enough about how he's played in this one and how he's played recently, particularly after like really working on his craft and trying to become better because he was bad to start the year. And then he works on it, works with the coaches, and now you're seeing some of the best of him. I've got no complaints from Jackson Hayes. Obviously, in a game where he's perfect, you're not going to have a damn complaint. We should only sing his praises, and we are. And I love just the energy that he brings to this team. They need more guys like that. He's not necessarily the guy that's going to be screaming in a huddle or anything like that during a timeout. But that dunk fired everyone up. The technical that he got, normally you're like, don't get a tech, please don't do something dumb. Totally fine. More of that, actually, because it fired everyone else up and they fed off of his energy, just like the starters sometimes do with Josh Hart. Loved, loved what we saw out of him. He was so good in this. And man, he shows you just oozes potential, drips with potential. And he's starting to live up to some of it. Finally, even though it's really like still kind of year one for him to some degree, year two, 
I like what we're seeing and I'm I'm really excited to see him play more. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% real chocolate on all of the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Yeah, it's Built Bar Madness. We released the, or they released, I didn't, the NCAA bracket yesterday. We're doing one for Built Bar. Today's matchup is between peanut butter brownie and coconut almond let me know what you think i think this one's pretty clear peanut butter brownie it's just a staple peanut butter chocolate it's delicious these are also good for you which is also pretty awesome as well and if you want good to try built bars or you just need to reorder and i need to as well because i've got two more left before i put in another order remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So in terms of other brackets, the NCAA bracket that has been released, it is now time to fill out all of your brackets. And if you want, we've got a locked on bracket challenge going as well over at ESPN. I will tweet out the link so that you have it. Just follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake. If you want to jump in there, prove you're better than me than picking NCAA winners. Might not be that hard to do. I'm not great at this. And I like to kind of go with a weirder bracket anyway on the kind of take those long shots and like kill it if you end up winning. Doesn't doesn't always work out. Doesn't normally work out. But if you want, I'll Tweet out the link. Come join the Locked On Bracket Challenge. We're going to have a lot of fun in there, too. We're going to get a lot of people to join in as well. So make sure you check that link on Twitter, at Nola Jake. So I want to wrap up today's show as we gear up for the trade deadline. And I've seen some people include Brandon Ingram in trades on Twitter. And I'm, I'm not going to dive into some of this stuff because I think it's kind of stupid and silly in the first place. And frankly, if we come up with trades, it doesn't matter. It matters what the team does. But I want to give... Uh, show a little more appreciation for what Brandon Ingram is doing this year because quietly he's having a a really good year. He's not an all star this year, but when you look at his numbers this year, they're they're vir- like uh, you guys have heard me say it right. They're virtually identical. He averaged twenty three point eight points per game last season. He's averaging twenty three point seven points per game this season. He shot forty six point three percent from the field last year. He's shooting forty seven point six percent from the field. He shot thirty nine point one percent from threes, shooting thirty eight percent from three this year. Like if you look at all of the numbers, they they're so freaking similar it, it's eerie. He averaged five point three uh sorry, he averaged six point one assists uh rebounds per game last season, five point one this year, four point two assists, four point seven assists. The numbers are like virtually identical across the board. Three turnovers per game last season, 2.3 turnovers per game this year. Three fouls last season, two fouls this season. So he's improved in some areas. Like when you look at it, it's a wash. It's the same, same, same damn stat line, basically. He's been really good. But I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, he doesn't fit with Zion Williamson. There's concerns there. I get, I actually get why people say this. And I've talked about it on here too, right? His shot chart's really different. Last year, 25% of his shots came in the restricted area. This year, it's just 15%. It's dropped by 10%. Between 10 to three point, 10 feet to three-point line, he is up significantly. It's f- about 11% there, 12% there. That's slightly concerning. Shots at the rim, more efficient, right? Shots from mid-range, way, way, way less efficient. He's shooting the same amount of threes basically per game. So he is averaging the same numbers with a much harder shot chart. This goes uh, one of three ways, and I've described this before. 
or kind of two ways, I guess. Either he doesn't keep up the shooting, and then it's a concern because when the numbers kind of regress to the mean, his points per game are going to go down because he's taking more shots than he did last season. So he's shooting a less efficient shot profile, but keeping the same efficiency. When it kind of gets to the average, it's going to drop and he's going to look worse. Or he improves his shot profile and his numbers go above the 23.7 points he's averaging per game this year. Or things just kind of stay the same. And he's capable of keeping this up. And, you know, frankly, it's been this many games. Maybe maybe this is just what he's good at doing. I, I, I wouldn't kind of put that past him. But here's where this matters. And it's when I talked about him before. You know, there are some spacing issues on this team. With Zion and Steven Adams down low. And you can say, well, they had Derek Favors last year. What's the difference? The difference is Zion didn't play the majority of last season. So he really only had to contend with Derek Favors down low, kind of mucking up spacing versus other guys. He played the power forward last year, 62%. This year, he's only doing it 41%. He's playing the three 20% more than he did last season. So when he was the four, it's only one of the only other big was Derek favors. Now he's got two other bigs out there that are non shooting bigs, including one in Zion Williamson that attracts so much attention. Teams pack the paint against him. There's no room for Brandon Ingram to drive. Yet he's still putting up the same numbers. I'm going to pause for dramatic effect because I want you to think about that for a second. All right, cool. Thought about it. This is him fitting in with Zion Williamson. This is him adapting to Zion Williamson, realizing, hey, I'm not going to be able to drive as much because of what's going on with Zion. Look, no one would. Zion's that much of a threat. He's that special of a player down low, 13 of 16 in last night's game. Teams are going to focus in on that. They're going to pack the paint. And so LeBron James would have trouble driving with Zion out there on the court with him. Anyone would. It doesn't matter who you are. And so B.I. knowing that he's not going to have lanes to go to the rim, goes, all right, I'll just shoot the mid-range shot because I'm good at it. And he is. I actually think this is a really good example of both of these guys, of Brandon Ingram, adapting to Zion Williamson. If you're looking for... Brandon Ingram to mac- be a, like maximize being a player, right? Like be the best player you can be. It's not going to be on this team. It's not. Not with Zion playing like he's doing. But if you put any other player on this team, any other player in this league and put them on this Pelicans team next to Zion, they would need to adapt too because they're not going to just play their style of basketball. It wouldn't work if they wanted to be successful. You could put Russell Westbrook on this team. You could drive to the rim run in a bunch of dudes and miss because there's more you know, help defense there because of Zion. Or he could adapt, but he wouldn't do that, right? You know he wouldn't do that. He would just be a bad player at that point probably. But Brandon Ingram's adapted, and he realizes what this is and what this team needs. Shoot the mid-range shot. Suck that defense out with those body blows a little bit, and he's doing it. This shows that these two guys can really coexist. Whatever... Second player you put next to Zion Williamson. And look, they're the second player right now. They're never going to be able to live up to their potential, right? Like they're going to have to adapt and they might be a slightly lesser version of themselves and they could be on a bad team where they were the dude doing everything. Or you could be on a winning team playing with Zion who's making your life a little bit easier. And so when I look at what BI is doing, I'm actually really happy about this. It shows he can adapt and he knows what he needs to do. Yes, you'd like him to take more shots to the rim, but there are not more lanes to the rim. So given the situation with this team, he's doing exactly, exactly what you want out of him. Worst shot chart and he's shooting better because he knows that's what he needs to be doing. 
And so he has the same numbers as last year, despite really different circumstances this year. It's an awesome job by B.I., and he deserves a lot more credit for how he's done the season he's probably getting credit for. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the victory last night. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.